Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Nightpick K. Hall, back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a hell of a week, hasn't it? I mean, <laughs> I mean, where can I start? I mean, look what we saw on Thursday with the crypto markets. Took a beating. Um, pulled back, man. Oh, everything. Bitcoin, altcoins, Ethereum, everything pulled back. It was unbelievable, folks. I was actually excited because, you know, your boy, Nightmare K. Hall, gets to buy cheap sats. You know, all the time, so that's good. As you folks know, I went Bitcoin only, so it's pretty good. My meetup is coming up here in a few days on Wednesday, so definitely looking out for that. Um, There is a Bitcoin meetup trip to Massachusetts coming up as well. I won't be going to that, but I'll be definitely going to our meetup on Wednesday. But folks, we are about to see some major events come this fall. Major, major events. We see COVID has resurfaced. Lockdowns may come back. And I know this is about crypto and uh, gaming news, but folks, we got to talk about this for a second. We got so many things coming in the fourth quarter, folks. We got an economic collapse coming. Um, <laughs> the inflation starting to skyrocket again. The dollar is strong. You got commodities falling apart. You got stocks falling apart. This is going to be a very entertaining fourth quarter, folks. We're coming to the end of the third quarter. You know, September's the last month for the third quarter, so it's going to get very, very interesting. Most very, very interesting. I'm actually super excited for this because I'm going to be buying a lot of Satoshis. I got to freaking start paying my student loans back as well. Those are coming up, folks. People are running out of savings. So it's about to get real interesting, folks. And another thing, folks, I have to announce, I will have to have surgery on my uh, right lung, my right bruised lung. I'm going to have to have surgery just to make sure there's no tumor and stuff in there. So I'll just get poked. Um, Nothing too major. Um, Been a lot of bleeding on this uh, lung. So definitely not going to live with the bruise. But we're definitely going to make sure we're going to be okay and there's not a tumor growing on my lung. So that way, you know, I don't die anytime soon. We definitely don't want that. But uh, yeah, folks, so a lot of interesting stuff. I'm definitely going to talk about it more tomorrow on tomorrow's show um, for the independent news. But folks, let's get into these crypto markets. I mean, my goodness, like I had said, man, we had that drop on Thursday Absolutely amazing. You saw Bitcoin get back to 25000 folks. $25,000. Over twenty-five dollars um, It's at 26000 right now, folks. It's at $26,110.58. We have Ethereum at $1,666.70. We have Teller at $0.99. Cents. BNB, $216.27. XRP is at $0.51. Cents. USD coins at $0.99, cents. Lido staked Ether is at $1,666.63, Cordano at $0.26, cents. Dogecoin is at $0.06, cents. Solana is at $21.73, Tron $0.07, cents. Polkadot $4.48, Polygon $0.58, cents. Shiba Inu $0.843 millions of one penny, Litecoin is at $64.31, Ton coin, ton. A dollar thirty-five rat BTCs twenty-six thousand one hundred fifty-six thousand thirty cents. We have Dai at ninety-nine cents. Avalanche is at ten dollars seventy-eight cents. Uniswap's four dollars eighty-nine cents. Bitcoin Cash took a dump too, hundred eighty-seven dollars thirty-six cents. Leo Token three hundred 
$3.84. Stellar has dropped all the way down to 12 cents. Uh, Chainlink, $6.15. Binance USD is at 99 cents. True USD is at 99 cents. OKB, $43.92. Monero, XMR, number 28, $143.86. Cosmo Hub, $7.72. Ethereum Classic, $15.50. Hedera's at 6 pennies. Filecoin's at $3.56. Internet Computer is at $3.56. Uh, QNT, $99.86. Lido Dow is $1.65. Mantle, $0.42. Cents. Kronos is at $0.05. Cents. Aptos is at $6.01. Abitron is at $1.02. VeChain is at $0.01. Near Protocol is at $1.16. Optimism is at $1.46. Maker is at $1,002.91. Rocket Pool ETH is at $1,813.64. The Graph is at $0.09. Cents. Caspa is at $0.04. Aves at $56.35, Frax $0.99, XDC Network, a nickel, white Bitcoin is at $5.41, Algorand is at $0.09, USDD is at $0.99, Multiverse X is at $27.73, Synthetic Network is at $2.22, and Immutable X is at Number 55, 61 cents, folks. So, again, we saw that drop, folks, and I think we possibly, folks, can drop a little bit lower. I'm not going to go any lower than 19,000, but if it gets lower than 19K, folks, I'm going to get a little bit nervous. I'm not selling my Satoshi, obviously. That would be dumb, especially back to a currency that is controlled by the Fed and can be printed out of an ass, but absolutely not. But no way, I'm not selling any of my Satoshis, got to keep them in cold storage, you know what I'm saying, use a Lightning Network when I can, but like I said folks, a lot of things changing in September for me, got student loans and things, got to start paying those, you know, and a lot of people are freaking stressing about that, I'm not too stressing about it personally, but uh, just looking at the bills and things that's got to come, we know fall, it gets cold here, where I am in upstate New York, it gets real cold. In the fourth quarter, so, and we're going to start seeing snow here in the next couple months, so, going to be a freezing winter, going to be awful, freaking electric bills probably going to be skyrocketing high, like it was last year, been absolutely out of control, folks, absolutely unnecessary to pay, I hate electric bills in the winter, especially in upstate New York, it's absolutely horrible, if you're in a warm climate, stay there, don't move, stay your ass right there, I don't give a damn if you don't like it, stay your ass there. Keep your electric bills low, please. But anyway, folks, the market cap has dropped to a trillion dollars. One trillion zero ninety-eight billion six hundred one million one hundred fifty-one thousand eight hundred seventy-eight dollars. We have eight hundred twenty-one exchanges. We have ten thousand and one hundred five coins. Uh, BTC's dominance at forty-six point three percent. Ethereum's at eighteen point two. And then gas fees for Ethereum's at 12 Goya. Let's take a look at the mean pool. Let me take a look. Give me a second. Let's see what on-chain Bitcoin is at the moment. Just in case you Bitcoiners want to use on-chain Bitcoin at the moment. It is 7 sats per V-byte. So 26 cents. So not too bad right now. 
and the average block time is 9.3 minutes, so not too bad, folks. But we have over 359,903 unconfirmed transactions, so a lot of transactions have been unconfirmed. And pretty much, folks, it's for the people who don't want to pay uh, seven stats for Bvite. It's really just those people, honestly. Um, if you're really looking at it from a different standpoint, but that's really the truth. It's the people that want to play one Vbyte per um, per block, you know. So those real those really are where the unconfirmed transaction come from. If they were just paying the regular transaction fee, on chain transaction fee, we wouldn't have this many unconfirmed transactions. But I get it. People don't want to do it. It is what it is. They should probably use Monero. Just saying. But uh, anyway, folks. Um, Let's get into some crypto news. So we got how low can BTC go following the 11% weekly crash? So, after a prolonged period of silence near the critical 30k threshold, the price has encountered significant rejection resulting in a swift rapid decline. However, the current scenario shows the price consolidating close to the critical support range of 25k where it could potentially find a bottom and halt further downtrends. Following a minor correct, corrective phase where a bearish divergence occurred between the price and the RSI indicator, Bitcoin experienced a forceful rejection and underwent a rapid drop. This recent decline, the price to breach a significant and pivotal support area encompassing the 100-day and 200-day moving average indicating of an overall bearish sentiment in the market. Subsequently, the cryptocurrency dipped and arrived at the pivotal support zone of 25k. However, the price action within this critical support zone carries substantial significance as the 25k level has long served as a critical uh, physiological support. Therefore, if it is received support and witness and upsurge in buying activity, market participation could potentially anticipate a reversal. Controversially, without such support, the price might breach these this mentioned support level, potentially triggering a cascading effect that drives it towards the notable support area of 20k. The shifting attention to the four-hour chart, it becomes evident that the price is confined within a static range, obfuscating between the notable resistance at 30k and the significant support at 25k. Following a significant dissonance from the 30k resistance zone, BTC has now approached the lower threshold of the range, resting near the 25k support area. Despite this decline, the 25k support level holds the potential to, st to stave off Further short-term declines due to the existing demand around this critical range. Consequently, a positive response within this defined range could potentially pave the way for a fresh upward trajectory, propelling the price towards a substantial resistance level at 30k. If the price dips below 25k mark once again, the market might embark on an extended bearish phase, leading to a further decline toward a lower support region. So for me, folks... Personally, I think this is way possible. I really, truly believe that the market is going to go lower. I really do. You know, I've been telling you all year, I've been bearish on Bitcoin all year long. 
2023 was a bearish time for me. And it will be a bearish time again for me in 2026. So if people think I'm not going to be bearish in 2026, absolutely I will be. 100%. Now, these next two years, like starting in January when my birthday comes, I will, I will be bullish on Bitcoin. And I will give my price prediction on Bitcoin. I still think it will be about 120k um, by the halving. Um, I do think Litecoin will break out as well during the BTC halving as well. So that's something to look out for as well. Uh, I wasn't surprised the LTC did not have a good run during its halving this year. I had a feeling it wouldn't. I just felt bearish on the markets all year long. I sold my Pepe folks um, and bought more Satoshis. So I'll probably get Pepe probably around February of next year. We'll see what happens. But yeah, folks, I'm bearish, man, for the rest of the year. Rest of 2023, I am bearish on Bitcoin and all coins. For the rest of the year, but starting in January, folks, after New Year's, I will start being bullish on Bitcoin. Um, I will be bullish on the markets um, for sure in 2024 and 2025, but 2026, bearish again. But yeah, folks, let me know what y'all think, man. Do y'all honestly believe that the markets can go lower? I think so. I really, truly believe that. But anyway, folks, let's move on to the next article. So we got Ripple, folks. So Ripple now in bank for international settlements, BIS panel, XRP rally ahead. So Ripple, the company behind the popular cryptocurrency XRP, has been announced as an official partner of the key subgroup under a bank for international settlements committee. This could be a massive development in the company pursuit to create a crypto ecosystem between central banks around the world. Ripple name as key BIS committee partner. This announcement comes at a time when the altcoin is back to being in a bullish space thanks to the recent the recent delivered summary judgment in the Ripple lawsuit against the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. The judgment effectively said that the token cannot be deemed a security if it is sold through an exchange or through program. Uh, what is that pro? Grammatic sales for retail buyers, while the previous judge holds when it comes to institutional sales. According to the announcement, Ripple is now an official partner of the cross-border payments interoperability and extension task force. The task force is a subgroup within the Bank for International Settlements, BIS Committee on Payments and Market Infrastructure. The BIS announcement comes just a few days after Michael, Chief Executive Officer at Payments, company MasterCard revealed that his company is in collaboration with the likes of Ripple and a, uh, what is that? Uh, relation to a new central bank, central bank digital currency CBDC partner program. So what's next for XRP's price? Meanwhile, the XRP price saw a significant volatility trend in the last few days. Thanks to the recent developments like the SEC filing for uh, appeal in the lawsuit against Ripple earlier, CoinGape reported that traders could be rewarded if they hold on until the token hits a target of 62 cents next. Compared to the beginning of the year 2023, the XRP price jumped by a whopping 54% compared to 58% jump in Bitcoin's price during the same period. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You got Ripple now on the freaking panel with the BIS. Absolutely horrible. 
to bring in a CBDC. See, folks, you got to know who you're dealing with, man. You got to know what your enemy's up to. And this is one of the reasons why I went to Bitcoin only, because most altcoins, not all of them, but most altcoins work with demand. And if you're part of the hippie community or have hippie friends, you know what that phrase means. The man, the partnering with the man, for God's sakes. And you all know who the man is. It's the government. It's the corporations. It's the goddamn fucking people, the parasites in power that destroy our lives every single waking day of our existence. Those assholes. That man. But anyway, let me know what y'all think about that. Moving on. So Terra Luna, folks. Terra Luna Classic. I didn't even know they still had a community. So Terra Luna Classic community turns down USTC repeg team proposal. Luna Classic burn raises. So Terra Luna Classic community has turned down the community pool spend proposed to fund the USTC quantum team for the second month. The proposal has failed to reach a minimum votes and received no with veto votes from the community members instead. According to the latest voting details, proposal 11716 USTC slash stable alpha quantum team month two dash two has received 45% yes votes. However, the proposal gets 43% no with a veto and 11% no votes. Thus, the majority of the Terra Luna Classic community voted to reject the spending proposal. Interestingly, 11 out of 17 validators, including Luna Knights, PFC, Stakebin, and CoinPayU, voted yes, and the others, such as SolidVote, VegasNode, Jesus is Lord rejected a proposal. While it has a few more days for voting, the proposal isn't getting support from the Terra Luna Classic community. The Quantum team seeks 285 million Luna Classic, $20,000 funding for August. The team will enhance a tool for the USTC and criminal repeg buybacks and staking swaps algorithm. The USTC repeg team also plans to identify sources of zombie USTC for burn without any additional funding. Currently, the team is working to prepare for 8 million USTC related to the ozone protocol. So, Luna Classic burn rate jumps. So, Luna Classic price is continuously falling since it failed to hold above the 0.00009 level. However, the recent decline in price has Boosted the Luna Classic burn rate. The Terra Luna Classic burn rate significantly increased from August 15th as per data by Stakebin. Luna Classic price is currently trading at 0.000064, up 3% in the last 24 hours. The 24-hour low and high are 0.000614 and 0.000650 respectively. Meanwhile, USTC price also recovered 3% in the past 24 hours, with the price currently trading at 0.012. However, the trading volume has decreased the past 24 hours. So there you go, folks. Some Terra Luna Classic news. I didn't even know community was still around. They still had voting proposals. That's absolutely amazing news. I mean, not for me personally, but for people who still believe in Luna Classic and stuff like that. And Terra Luna, for God's sakes. I mean, that protocol was a shit from, from the beginning. 
And we all knew it. At least the smart one of us knew it. That didn't invest any money in Luna at all. Terra Luna or Luna Classic. Absolutely fucking not. Anyway. Moving on, folks. $2.4 billion SHIB burned in the past week despite Shibarium labor pains. So Shiba Burn Crypto Tracker has published an X tweet to share the figures of the progress of Shiba Inu burns made both this week and within the last 24 hours. An impressive amount of SHIB has been transferred to dead wallets within the last week, per the recent Shibarium tweet. 2.4 billion Shiba Inu gone forever. According to the above-mentioned SHIB tracker, within the past seven days, the SHIB community has managed to burn a total of 2.4 billion Shiba Inu meme coins. That was 15.53% less than they burned the week before last, though. As for the most recent burns over the last 24 hours, 189 million SHIB was locked in an unspendable wallet, pushing the burn rate 109% up compared to yesterday. Shibarian operations scaled to 1,500%. In a blog post published today, the lead developer of Shiba Inu, the Tsundamna Satoshi Kusama, reported the progress of which has been activated in the process of Shibarian recovering and scaling this long-awaited Layer 2 solution. The leader of SHIB developers wrote, that the recent launch of Shibarian Mainnet was just made briefly for testing purposes. Now the devs will make uh, co conclusions and continue their work. Kasama also stated that the SHIB team together with Unification and Algi's team have scaled Shibarian operation by an astonishing 1500%. Besides, according to him, now SHIB de devs, now SHIB devs are preparing for supporting and handling large amounts of traffic by creating several new protocols for that. SHIB developers now are aware of the traffic of what size they may face in the future as Shibarium uses increases and have prepared themselves for that turn of events. More burns to come once Shibarium is launched. Kosama promised to publish another update tomorrow when there is something to share about more progress achieved by the team on scaling Shibarium. Once Shibarium runs properly and as expected or shows even better performance, the SHIB community expects mass amounts of SHIB to be burned within a week. Up to trillions of meme coins. Every single transaction made on Shibarium will continue to will contribute to the overall amount of burn tokens as burns will be fueled by gas fees paid in bone tokens. So folks, Shiba Inu. Making moves, making freaking moves. I do not regret getting out of Shiba Inu when I made money back in uh, 2022. I do not regret it at all. Um, Shibarium may be a good thing. It may not be a good layer two solution, but we shall see. But uh, for those of you who are in the Shib community, the Shib community, I will say progress is happening on your blockchain. So that's good to see on your token. So that's good to see. Now, moving on, we got some Dogecoin news. That's right, Dogecoin price up while 340 million Dogecoin moved from Robinhood. That's right, folks. People are taking off and taking full custody of their coins or tokens. So, predominantly, blockchain tracking service Whale Alert, which traces large chunks of crypto being moved between wallets, have spotted two large Doge transfers made within the participation of the popular trading app Robinhood. Robin, I mean, not Robinhood. Um, hundreds of millions of Doge getting moved. 
Per data shared by Whale Alert, an anonymous whale withdrew a whopping 253,419,377 doge worth of 16 million from Robinhood to an unmarked wallet. The second transaction carried 84.8 million doge to Robinhood. And this is equivalent to 5.3 million on Thursday, August 18, closed to a half a billion Doge also was also removed from Robinhood. That is outrageous. Overall, 338.2 million Dogecoin has been transferred to and from Robinhood. On Thursday, August 18, close to a half a billion Doge was moved from Robinhood. Robinhood is one of the largest Doge holders, but it stores Dogecoin on behalf of its customers, as reported by UT. I mean, you today, earlier, the platform holds 38,317,905,514 doughs, equivalent at approximately $2.5 billion. $2.5 billion. This is 27.38% of all doughs in circulating held in 10 wallet addresses on Robinhood. The company wallet also holds 20 trillion of the second largest meme coin, Shiba Inu, notably among the largest Robinhood share owners is BlackRock, ARK Invest, Fidelity, and other major companies. Doge price begins to recover after a sudden tremendous fall by more than 9% registered on Thursday. The Dogecoin price started going up again, recovering 6.78 cents Thursday. Over the past 24 hours, the price has been 6.15% up, and the coin is now traded at 0.0637 on the Binance Exchange against USDT. So, folks, Doge starting to make some moves because some whales are moving a lot of Doge from Robinhood into private wallets. They're taking custody of their freaking Dogecoin, and you might want to do the same. This is not financial advice. Please do your own research, but I'm just telling you, they may know something we don't. Anyway, I don't regret selling Doge either for more Satoshis. I just really don't. But hey, it is what it is. We'll see what happens in the next bull run. I know there's going to be a lot of millionaires and billionaires made in the next bull run. Hey, I hope to be one of them down the pipeline, but it is what it is, man. But anyway, folks, moving on. So Ethereum, well... Avoids market crash. Do they know something you don't? So while the broader crypto market recently took a nosedive, some mysterious Ethereum whales successfully escaped with $41 million worth of ETH. Days later, the price of ETH went down, along with BTC and other cryptocurrencies. Did this whale know something the rest of the market didn't? Ethereum whale sells $41 million before market crash. That is a lot of ETH. <clears throat> In the early hours of August 18, the crypto market saw an investor saw investors reaching to reacting to SpaceX selling its 373 million Bitcoin holdings, pushing down Bitcoin by more than 8% in a matter of minutes. During this period, the crypto market cap dropped to 1.1 trillion. Ethereum also saw its value plummet by almost 6%. Relative reading, Vitalik taps into Ethereum momentum with the new ETF filing on-chain data provided by Look On Chain revealed 
that a smart Ethereum will have dumped 22,341 ETH worth $41 million just prior on August 14th. On-chain investigation shows that the whale moved their ETH holdings to the Binance Exchange and then withdrew $41 million worth of Tether, USDT. While this whale still made a loss of $1.7 million in the sale, if they hadn't moved their funds, they would have lost at least $5 million in the crash. This isn't the first time this trader has made headlines, headline trades. This savvy... Ethereum well has shown signs of being able to predict market movements before and has had a 100% winning rate in recent months. This well profited from the SEC and spot Bitcoin ETF saga. When Ethereum plummeted in reaction to the news of the SEC rejecting spot Bitcoin applications from BlackRock and other investment companies, this well saw this as an opportunity to buy the dip on June 30th. They bought 8,188 ETH worth. 15.23 million at $1,860 per ETH, and ETH would later rise to $1,948.60 in hours after. Do whales sometimes have insider knowledge? Absolutely. I can answer that question. Yes, they do. But let's see what the article says. While we can't know for sure if whales have access to insider information, their actions are worth paying attention to. It could be that this whale knew something was going to trigger a price crash or was just making the right trading decision at the right time. Relative reading. Here are the factors that could be behind the latest B, uh, Bitcoin wipeout. Nevertheless, whales move could signal future price action due to the sheer size of their holdings. So by closely following the on-chain activity on major holders, investors might gain useful insight. The market is still yet to bounce back from the recent dip. At the time of writing, ETH is down by 1.80% in the past 24 hours and down by 10.19% in the 7-day time frame. Bitcoin XRP are also down 11.87% and 19.87% respectively in the 7-day time frame. So there you go, folks. Maybe this whale knew something. And this is why I keep trying to tell y'all, folks. You got to sometimes pay attention to the whales out there, man. You know... These guys are millionaires, billionaires, you know, these whales, they have a lot of inside knowledge. So I'm not saying follow everything that they do, but you got to pay attention sometimes. You got to really, really study these people and know what the hell is going on in the market. But anyway, folks, um, again, not financial advice. Could Ethereum skyrocket the next bull run? I think so for sure. Um, I have no doubts in my mind Ethereum will hit at least 10K. 10k at the minimum. Um, I would be shocked if it's less than that. Um, I, I'm saying 10k in the next bull run. I know some people call for 40k and 20k uh, Ethereum. I don't see it that high. I'm gonna say 10, and we'll go from there. Um, could make a lot of money with Ethereum. It's possible. Again, something to look forward to. Again, I'm Bitcoin only going forward. I'd rather just have Satoshi's and just use the Lightning Network personally. That's just me. Um, I'm not really dabbling in the altcoins. The only other altcoin I really dabble in because I can use it as a payment is probably Monero, and that would be it. But other than that, man, I'm Bitcoin all the way. But anyways, one more Ethereum story, folks, and that is Ether. Future ETFs could all get approved at the same time. So the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, is likely to approve multiple applications for Ether future exchange traded funds 
ETFs at the same time. The Wall Street Journal reported citing sources familiar with the matter. Since July, the regulator has been flooded with the application for several investment firms, including Request Combined Futures Bitcoin, BTC, and Ether strategies. As of now, the SEC has not instructed the firms to withdraw their application. A change from 2021 when firms were instructed to withdraw similar applications. This suggests that the regulators won't block the funds launch within a few weeks, according to the WSJ sources. At least 16 applications for Ether or Bitcoin Ether futures ETFs are awaiting regulatory approval. Ether is the native coin of Ethereum used for peer-to-peer transactions within the decentralized network. A crypto futures ETF that tracks the performance of crypto futures contracts, for example, instead of investing directly in a Bitcoin or Ethereum, a crypto futures ETF invests in future contracts that are tied to the price of these digital assets. With the uh, prospect of crypto futures approval looming, the SEC keeps receiving requests. Earlier this week, asset management firm Vitalik filed for an Ether futures ETF. In addition to a previous application combining a Bitcoin Ether future strategy, Vitalik is the first in line in this race and could see its BTC ETH ETF debuting in early October. In the ETF industry, first mover advantage is imperative. According to the WSJ citing data from Morningstar, the first futures Bitcoin ETF approved from ProShares has gathered $1 billion in assets under management since its inception in October 2021, while Vitalik, similar product, launched a few days later, amassed nearly $28 million in assets under management. In another major decision affecting the crypto industry, the SEC has yet to decide whether it will approve a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States. Players waiting approval include Wall Street giants such as Fidelity and BlackRock. According to the application timeline, the SEC has until January to deliver a final verdict. So there you go, folks. Ethereum, Ether, is going to get a future ETF. Are we not surprised? Bitcoin and Ethereum are going nowhere. I don't care what anybody says. Bitcoin and Ethereum are here to stay. They're never leaving. If nothing else stays, those two are not going anywhere. But anyway, folks... Let me know what y'all think. I'm not a fan of ETFs personally. That's just me. All this speculation, all this paper trading of an Ether and Bitcoin, I, I don't like it at all. I absolutely hate it. Cause too much speculation on the on the um, assets themselves, especially if you're looking at the price. Absolutely destroys the price. It makes the manipulation way too easy. So absolutely not for me. But uh, I just rather have the real thing personally. If I'm gonna own it, Ether. I'm going to buy Ether. I'm going to have those private keys. I'm going to put them in cold storage. And I'm going to ride the wave. That's just me though. I There's no way I would get an ETF ever. I hate ETFs. But anyway folks. Let's get into the gaming news. And then I'm going to get the hell out of here. So we got some games coming out on August 21st through the 25th. So let's run a few, uh, few uh, run through these real quick. So we have Virgo versus the Zodiac. Comes out on August 23rd. We have Immortals of uh, Avenue. We have No Place Like Home. Both come out on August 22nd. We have Blasphemy 2. 
Heavenly Bodies comes out August 24th. We have Armor Core 7. We have DPS Idol comes out on August 25th. And we have Truth that comes out on August 25th. All of these are Xbox Game Pass titles, folks. So definitely check out your local Xbox Game Pass titles um, between August 21st through the 25th. So that should be very interesting. Again, all of these links will be in the description below under this podcast, which will come out at 3 a.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Pacific. And last but not least, folks, we got the seven Xbox events to watch over the next few days, folks. So you know the big one. We got Games Gamescom opening night is August 22nd. We have Playism Game Show on August 20th, which is today. We have Destiny 2 Showcase on the 22nd as well. We have Into the Infinite, a level infinite showcase on August 23rd. Future Game Show on August 23rd. Xbox at Gamecom 2023, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. And then we have Panic Game Show on the 29th. So for Playism Game Show, which is today on August 20th, it starts at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, you can find this on... Let me see. Where can you look at this? So, it looks like it will be on... It will most likely be on a pure Xbox YouTube channel. So, you'll definitely be able to watch it there. And then the Destiny 2 Showcase is on August 22nd. <clears throat> That starts at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern. And that's also on the Pure Xbox YouTube channel as well. Uh, Gamescom. Opening night is August 22nd. So that starts at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'll definitely be watching that one before I head out to my uh, meetup. But I'll definitely watch that. So I'll definitely have to subscribe to uh, Pure Xbox so I know that's on. And then we have Into the Infinite, a level infinite showcase is on August 23rd. And that's at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Future Game Show is on at 11 a.m. on the 23rd and 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And then Xbox at Gamescom 2023, August 23rd, 24th, 25th. Again. So it should have started around the same time, folks. Let me just take a look. Uh, yeah. So it should start around about 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. So I think we'll go, was it 22nd, the 23rd, and 24th? So let's just make sure. No, the Xbox at Gamecom is on the 23rd, 24th, 25th. So we all know Gamecom starts on... 22nd, but the Xbox version of it will be on the 23rd, 24th, 25th. So we get three days of Xbox stuff and then one day of all the other consoles Nintendo, PC, PlayStation. You know how it works, but it is what it is. So it should be a very interesting week, folks. And again, this all kicks off on August 20th. So that's today. So if you're not doing anything on Sunday, you know, and you're a gamer out there and you like Xbox, definitely tune in to Playism at 9 a.m. on the Pure Xbox channel on YouTube at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. All right, folks, 
that's all the show, man. So, got game news, got all this crypto stuff. A lot of things happening behind the scenes, folks. Got a lot of news to talk about tomorrow. I probably won't be able to get it all in, but we'll try to do our best within an hour um, show. So, I'm going to talk about some things. We're definitely going to talk about the Maui situation, folks. Definitely going to give me my opinion on that. Um, I'm definitely going to put in a video from Anonymous about that as well. About what happened in Maui and Hawaii. Um, and what the real plan is. Is actually to make that place into a smart island. A smart city island. Just like they're going to do with Ukraine. They're going to make that whole country to a smart city. Absolutely disgusting. The way these freaking parasites of power. These millionaires. I mean not the millionaires. These billionaires and these trillionaires act. It's absolutely childish. Um, destroying people's land. Destroying people. Trying to move them off the land. It's absolutely sick. Um, it's a possibility lockdowns will come back, folks. COVID has resurfaced again, so we could be heading back for mass mandates. But lucky I live in upstate New York, so they don't really give a damn. But uh, yeah, folks, it's going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, I know a hurricane was heading for Southern California yesterday. I know Hillary, or Hurricane Hillary, was heading towards California, Southern California, where I'm actually going to a Pacific Bitcoin in October, so... It's going to be very interesting stuff, man. I hope the conference uh, remains. Hope it doesn't get canceled. I really want to go to Pacific Bitcoin this year. Um, really meet some Bitcoiners. I know the Maxis are going to be out in full force and, you know, the VIP people and all that stuff. But for me, I'm just going to just relax, chill, enjoy the beautiful weather, listen to the talks, um, do my podcast that weekend, um, get you guys and. Everything about Pacific Bitcoin, what my likes and what my dislikes are, things like that. Do some crypto news, do the, you know, the markets and things like that. I might not do any gaming news that week. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, folks. Other than that, man, we uh, got nothing else planned. I'm still on IR. I'm still on injured reserve right now. Um, getting workers comp, so that's good. Um, and things like that. Gotta go see my cardiologist on Tuesday. And, uh, we're gonna get the plan ready for when I have to have surgery. So we're gonna get that all scheduled away. So this ain't gonna be a long appointment on Tuesday. This is really gonna be an in and out. Um, just quick discussion. What I've decided to do. And uh, I've decided to have surgery, obviously, to make sure it's not a tumor on my right side of my lung. And things like that. Because we definitely have to make sure that, folks... Definitely going to be out of work for a while after the surgery, uh, another one to two months. Um, so, yeah, folks, I probably won't be back until either November or December, most likely. at the, November, probably the earliest, and I would say December or January at the latest. So, folks, I could be out the rest of the year, folks. I could be out the rest of this year. So, um, but it's very important to always take care of your body. And if you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. So that's what I'm looking to do. I always want to treat my body with respect, and I think you should too. Always be very mindful what you put in your body. Just a lot of things going on, folks, behind the scenes. Absolutely asinine. Oh, yeah, and the BRICS are getting ready to launch their freaking currency. Their go-back currency in the next, I think, eight days. So that should be interesting. College football kicks off next weekend. So a lot of distractions coming, folks. Lots, lots of distractions coming. Um going to be very interesting, folks. It's going to be very interesting fourth quarter. I'm telling you now, it's going to be a very entertaining fourth quarter. Sam Bateman Fry is in prison, so sucks to be him. 
Uh, FTX guy, he is now locked up. Thank goodness for that. Um, but FTX is relaunching, by the way, um, under new management, so that should be fun. But yeah, folks are running into stable coins. I just read the news earlier today. You know, Argentinians are running into stable coins and things like that. So, folks, I don't trust stable coins at all. You know how I feel about stable coins. I have a whole book on stable coins. If you haven't read about stable coins, you definitely should read about them. But uh, I'd rather just use Bitcoin and Lightning Network. And Phoenix Wallet has definitely upgraded their wallet. Um, it's absolutely awesome. Definitely check out Phoenix Wallet. Um, you can run your own node on Phoenix Wallet, which is absolutely amazing. If you can't run your own node, they have a node that you can use uh, by Async. Async is the company that runs the node for Phoenix Wallet. So if you don't run your own node, you can use theirs. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, on the Lightning Network, love the new dark freaking background for the Phoenix Wallet with this new update. Absolutely amazing. Connecting the tour is amazing. Um, it looks great. It looks great. Um, the fees are way cheaper now as far as opening a channel and things like that. I love they add splicing and things so we don't have to pay that 1% fee on opening a channel um, and things like that. Um, but it's lovely, man. I love Phoenix. Uh, Moon Wallet is pretty good as well. I like that wallet as well. If you want to use the Lightning Network or on-chain Bitcoin, um, both can do both. Uh, Phoenix Wallet and Moon Wallet can do both. On-chain Bitcoin or freaking using the Lightning Network. So that's pretty awesome as well. Uh, both gives you the private key. So it's non-custodial wallets, obviously. So absolutely amazing. There is talks about uh, Green Wallet, Blockstream, integrating the Lightning Network. On green wallets, so that's another wallet to look at. Uh, Blue wallet's a good one, as well as Breeze wallet. So Zap as well is a nice lightning, but I think you have to run your own node for Zap and Breeze and Blue wallet. I think you have to run your own node. They're all not custodial wallets, but I think I think Breeze and uh, Blue wallet you have to run your own. I know for Zap for sure you have to run your own node, but uh, other than that, folks. This your boy Nightmare Kayhawk signing off. I will be on tomorrow morning around the same time, about 12.30, 1 a.m. in the morning. And we will do the independent news, folks. I'm going to have to search through. I have a lot of news articles, folks, but we can't get them all done in a 60-hour period. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to cut some of those articles out that we're going to talk about uh, tomorrow morning. But uh, I'll, I'll get through them. I'll decide which articles to talk about, which ones not to talk about. I'll put the links in the description. And I will holler at y'all tomorrow morning, folks. Peace.